Hello, this is Veronica from newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Saturday, the 16th of July. The Congress today dismissed a special investigation team's allegation that party leader Ahmed Patel had conspired to destabilize the Gujarat government in 2002 when Narendra Modi was the state chief minister. On Friday, a Gujarat police SIT had claimed in court that activist Teesta Setalwar was part of a large conspiracy carried out at the behest of Patel to implicate innocent people in the 2002 Gujarat riots. At Setalwar's bail hearing, the SIT said she got financial assistance from Patel to destabilize the state government at the time. In a statement, the Congress took a dig at Prime Minister Narendra Modi and said that the SIT's allegations were part of the Prime Minister's systematic strategy to absolve himself of any responsibility for the communal violence which happened under his chief ministership. It went on to state that the Prime Minister's political vendetta machine clearly does not even spare the departed who were his political adversaries. Patel died in 2020 from COVID-related complications. Patel's daughter Mumtaz Patel also refuted the SIT's claims. Taking to Twitter, she called the SIT's allegations a political conspiracy. Listeners, as investigations go, there is a journalistic investigation that is making news around the world. The investigation has been carried out by the International Consortium of Investigative Journalists into American taxi service provider Uber. It reveals how the company broke laws, cheated the police and regulators, and secretly lobbied with governments across the world among other things. In India, the revelation that particularly caught our attention at News Laundry was the story about Uber's ties with the Times Group. In 2015, Times Internet, the digital arm of the group, invested around 150 crore rupees in Uber to support its expansion in India. This came shortly after Uber was banned in Delhi following the rape of a passenger by an Uber driver. My colleagues Ayush Tiwari and Devansh Mittal combed through the media group's coverage of the cab firm between 2015 and 2022. If you would like to know what they found, read the report on newslaundry.com. It is titled How the Times Group Covered Uber After Their Strategic Partnership. We're able to bring you such reports and analysis because we don't depend on governments, political parties or corporations for ads. News Laundry is an ad-free platform. We rely only on you to support us. So, if you're not a part of our independent news model already, head over to newslaundry.com and click on the red subscription button on the top right corner of the screen. Subscription plans start as low as 300 rupees only. Pay to keep news free. The Maharashtra cabinet today renamed Aurangabad as Sambhaji Nagar, Hindustan Times reported. Despite the fact that former Chief Minister Uddhav Thackeray had already renamed Aurangabad in one of his last moves before being ousted, current Chief Minister Eknath Shinde said that Thackeray's decision was illegal. Apart from this, Usmanabad has been renamed Tharasiv and the Navi Mumbai Airport has been renamed DB Patel Airport. Following the decision to rename Aurangabad, Thackeray had resigned as Chief Minister. Shortly after, Eknath Shinde's rebel faction took over as Shinde formed an alliance with the BJP and was sworn in as the chief minister. Shinde said that Uddhav's government took the decision to rename Aurangabad as Sambhaji Nagar in its last cabinet meeting when it had been reduced to a minority government. He said that holding a cabinet meeting in such a situation was illegal. 
Ahead of the commencement of the monsoon session of the parliament, the central government has listed 24 bills for introduction. One of the bills is the cantonment bill which proposes to modernize and democratize the administration of cantonments. Another proposed piece of legislation, the multi-state cooperative societies amendment, seeks to rationalize the role of the government in cooperatives. The Insolvency and Bankruptcy Code Amendment Bill is meant to strengthen the Insolvency and Bankruptcy Code. Two separate bills to amend the constitution have been listed as well. They are intended to revise the list of scheduled castes and scheduled tribes in Chhattisgarh and Tamil Nadu. The other bills include the Development of Enterprises and Services Hubs Bill to revise the Special Economic Zones Act 2005, the Forest Conservation Amendment Bill and the Central Universities Amendment Bill. Two days before the presidential elections, the Aam Aadmi Party today said it will support opposition candidate Yashwant Sinha. After a meeting of the party's political affairs committee, MP Sanjay Singh said that while the party respects Draupadi Murmu, it will support Sinha. The Telangana Rashtra Samiti has also extended its support to Sinha. On Friday, three other opposition parties, the Suheldev Bhartiya Samaj Party, Jharkhand Mukti Morcha and Shiv Sena had pledged support to Murmu. The presidential election will be held on 18th of July. President Ramnath Kovind's term ends on 24th of July. The BJP's parliamentary board is slated to meet today to pick the party's candidate for vice president. The police in Uttar Pradesh detained several members of the Hindu Mahasabha today after they staged protests outside Lucknow's newly opened Lulu Mall, India Today reported. Protesters were reportedly waving saffron flags and shouting slogans. Recently, a video showing a group of individuals offering namaz in mall premises went viral. Following this, police registered an FIR against the group on charges of promoting enmity between groups on the basis of religion. Later, however, police arrested four persons for gathering outside the mall in violation of prohibitory orders and reciting the Sundarkand. On Friday, the Akhil Bharat Hindu Mahasabha had sought permission to recite the Hanuman Chalisa near the mall. However, they were turned down. After the namaz video went viral, mall authorities have put up notices on the premises saying no religious prayers would be permitted in the mall. The Sri Lankan parliament today held a meeting to begin the process of electing a new president for the country. This came as a shipment of fuel arrived to provide relief to the country, the Guardian reported. On Friday, the speaker of the parliament accepted former president Godbaya Rajapaksa's resignation. Rajapaksa fled to Singapore via Maldives as protesters in the country demanded his resignation. Last week, his official residence was stormed by an angry mob. According to the Guardian, more than 100 security personnel were deployed on the approach road of the parliament today. Security personnel were armed with assault rifles and there was barricading and water cannons in the area to prevent any unrest. However, there were no signs of protesters. The speaker of the parliament has said that a new president will be elected within a week. In the interim, Prime Minister Ranil Wickremesinghe is the president. He is also the favored candidate of the governing party to take over full time. The opposition has nominated Sajit Premadasa. The general secretary of the parliament, Dhameka Dasanayake, has said, however, that nominations for the presidential post will be heard on Tuesday. A vote will be done on Wednesday. Sri Lanka has been witnessing widespread protests in the midst of its worst economic crisis. Prices of commodities have been soaring while fuel shortages have shadowed the country. That's all the news we have for you today. 
have a great day or a good night depending on where you're listening from see you next week all the news laundry podcasts are available on stitcher itunes and any other podcast platform please subscribe to news laundry help us keep news independent to catch all our podcasts on news pop culture current affairs and sport visit newslaundry.com follow us on facebook twitter and instagram and subscribe to our youtube channel 